Alright, what is up everybody? Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Classy Kennedy Podcast. And today I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about the Bachelorette, um, the Tyree Kill situation, and um, the NBA and LeBron. So to get started, uh, I'm gonna talk about the Bachelorette and if you haven't watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, uh, I think that you definitely should start because it is the greatest reality television show of all time. Yeah, if you disagree, feel free to feel free to let me know. But you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else that really is even in the same conversation as far as um, being as good as as The Bachelorette is. That's a reality TV show. So, but anyway. I think that this season as a whole has been pretty disappointing, but I, I mean, uh, because I think Hannah, I think Hannah B has been a pretty shitty bachelorette as a, uh, for the most part, and she's she's not been very comfortable with it. She's handled a lot of situations about as poorly as you can handle them. But even despite all that, I think I've watched every episode very intently, and I <laughs> I really have enjoyed it um, as I always do. So. It really doesn't matter that it's been a disappointing season. So uh, I have a very different opinion about this season than most people uh, regarding Luke P, who I think is is the only reason that this season has been interesting at all. And a lot about everybody hates him except for me. So here's why. I, I, I don't agree with Luke P., you know, idealistically on about anything. Like we have very different values and beliefs and all that, but I respect Luke P because I think he's one of the only people there, including Hannah B that, um, that really, really is a genuine person and tries to, uh, tries to act on what he says. So for example, last episode, when Hannah B sent him home, finally, um, I thought that she misinterpreted what he said completely. And here's why. If you've watched this season, over the course of the whole season, Luke P has been very open about his faith and, and his religious beliefs and how um, and how devoted he is to them. And that's, And Hannah said this herself, that's why their connection is so strong. And, and Luke P. lives his life by the book. You know, he's very, very religious, and he tries his best to to practice that. And Hannah, in in their conversations, has it, like reiterated the point multiple times that she um, is like that as well, and that she lives her life and tries to live her life that way to the best of her abilities. And she says that to Luke P., but... Over the course of the show, she has shown that that is not the case at all. And I, and I just respect Luke P. for sticking to his values, no matter if I agree with them or not. So that, that's why I find it hard for me to hate Luke P. When all of the other guys, in my opinion, are really just saying stuff to stay on the show, I feel like, I feel like Luke P. is really sticking to his values and being a genuinely honest person. As open as Luke has been about his faith, I think when he brought up the the, the her having sex with anybody else um, last episode, 
I think her reaction was completely like was just ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous because throughout the whole show, Luke has alluded to and, and foreshadowed that that would be a deal breaker. Um, if she were to have sex with anyone else, that that would be a deal breaker for him. And I felt the whole time that it was painfully obvious and I'm sure it was to her. And I, I would be willing to bet that off camera, he probably had, t- had said something to her about it um, before that conversation happened. So I really think that her reaction was bullshit. And so I, I, I thought that her sending him on was a, was a really big mistake because I think it was quite obvious through the whole season, this, this whole season that Luke P has been the one that she has wanted to pick the whole time. So for her to send for so for her to send him home over that I thought was a, a big mistake, especially with the lack of uh, the lack of genuine people left on the show, because I think that the rest of the guys, especially Jed, are just fucking awful. But uh, I expect Hannah to pick Jed just simply based on the fact that he's the worst guy left and she's just that stupid, and I'm confident enough in her stupidity to predict that she's going to pick the worst option, which is Jed. So yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much how I felt about this season as a whole and and about the guys. But now I wanna I really want to talk about this Tyree Kill situation because I'm really upset about it. And <laughs> I'm I'm again I'm not upset because I, I okay, let me rephrase that. I, I am I'm super upset about it, but I'm not ever one to really judge someone um, based on their morals and, and what they believe. Uh, I feel like everyone's going to be different, and everyone has different beliefs, and that's fine. But when someone you know beats the shit out of their child and wife consistently, I feel like that's definitely grounds to never let them play a professional sport again, and. For the NFL, who over the course of my whole life has acted as if they are like the moral compass of society by suspending guys for fucking smoking weed, for them to give Tyree Kill nothing, for them to punish him not at all, for them not to punish Tyree Kill at all, after um, the audio recordings that, that were out, between him and his wife and and the the very credible allegations that he broke his three year old child's arm for him to for him to get a zero punishment for that is is ridiculous it's it's an awful look for the league and I'm very very pissed off because let me just give you guys a, a back just kind of a backstory of Tyree kill like obviously the dude is super talented uh, probably a top five receiver in the NFL. Runs a four two forty, explosive, uh, deep ball threat. Can can catch the ball on a quick slant, and take it to the house. He's he's a freak. He's electric. But when he was at Oklahoma State, there's a reason he dropped so far in the draft, and that reason is because he pled guilty to choking and beating his pregnant wife. Um, at, when he was in college. And that's why he fell so low. Uh, so this is not the first time this has happened. He was lucky to even get a chance in the NFL to begin with. 
And so now, um, now for him to be basic, if you've listened to the audio recordings, he basically all but admits to beating his wife consistently while they're arguing. It's him and his wife arguing, and he all but admits to beating the shit out of her um, multiple times. And the argument is over the fact that his three-year-old child went to um, Tyree Kill's wife and said, Daddy did it, uh, referring to his arm being broken. And so that's what they're arguing about. And I just – I just it, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that the NFL is going to suspend guys for smoking weed, but when – you have a guy who has a history of, you know, assault and violence. You have a guy who, you know, has a history of those things, accused again of beating the same woman and his son, and you do nothing. I just, I, I think that that's an awful look, and I just think it's unacceptable, and. Let me just let me just give you an example of how ridiculous I think it is. I've I've obviously been a lifelong uh, Cleveland sports fan. If you if you if any of you know me, but um, I've been a lifelong Cleveland sports fan, and obviously until this year the Browns have been fucking terrible. And this year, obviously we we've got some pieces and we should be good. But up until now, I've suffered through my entire life of being a fan of the worst football franchise in the NFL. And I remember a couple, four or five years ago, our best wide receiver, and in my opinion, probably the most talented wide receiver in the NFL at the time, Josh Gordon, led the league in receiving in 14 games. He had had 1,700-some yards receiving, which is ridiculous. It was his second year in the league. And his quarterback was like fucking Jake DeLome or some shitty-ass quarterback like that. And he led the league in receiving. And I, I, I was super excited for him. I was so, so, so into the idea of having Josh Gordon playing for the Browns because we obviously we didn't have a lot of talent back then. And what happened? He was basically suspended for two full seasons for smoking weed. Okay. His whole career was ruined because he could not stop smoking weed. And so for the NFL basically to just derail a, a super, super talented receiver's career because of marijuana, and then to turn around and in this scenario do nothing about someone who has basically – beat the shit out of his family for the better part of the last five years. I just, I don't know. I don't think that they have any leg to stand on to, to suspend anyone ever again. Okay. Like that's to me, it tarnishes their credibility as a league. And it just, it, it's, it's a horrible, horrible look. And I think that if you're going to let that slide, then you should probably altogether stop testing for weed. Because if you're going to, again, if you're going to let a guy beat the shit out of his child, and I know it's not like, you know, confirmed 100%, but come on. I mean, every single factor, or I mean, every single piece of 
piece of evidence is pointing to, yeah, probably he did it. If you're going to let that happen unpunished, and then, you know, every year there's at least five guys who get suspended for weed. Like, I just think that if you're you're not going to suspend a guy for that, there's no way in hell you can suspend a guy for smoking weed ever again. So I think that they should stop testing altogether for it. Uh, and I just think it's ridiculous. And now let me, let me make a prediction for you guys now because this is just my bullshit luck. What's going to happen now that I have trash Tyree Kill in the NFL – is the Browns are inevitably going to make the playoffs for the first time in my lifetime, or I guess since 2002 when I was fucking three years old. But either way, uh, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to play the Chiefs. We're going to be up four points with about 35 seconds left in the game, and Patrick Mahomes is going to throw like an 85-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, and we're going to lose. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's definitely what's going to happen now, but I just felt like it needed to be said. Uh, so now I'm going to move into – the NBA and, and free agency. And really, I just want to, I don't even want to talk. Yeah. I, I, I really just want to talk about Kawhi because obviously the KD move was big, but he can't play this year. And Clay, to me, Clay going back to Golden State's kind of, I mean, expected, not really anything big there. And then Kimba to the Celtics. I guess that's a big move, but I don't think the Celtics are really going to be relevant. And I'll talk about that here in a, here in a little bit. But, so I really, you know, I want to get, I want to talk about Kawhi most, mostly. And I think that, first off, let me talk about why, what I think about his move. I thought that it was, it was a Game of Thrones type play by Kawhi. Some Cersei Lannister type shit, uh, what he did. And I thought, I mean, personally, I thought it was awesome. I thought that uh, him telling, you know, the Raptors he was going to resign and the Lakers he was going there and the Clippers he was going there. I thought it was smart because obviously he knew where he was going to go and he knew that the other two teams were going to stall and not sign any free agents until he made his decision. So he pretty much crippled the Lakers as far as getting like any other big name guys because he was holding out so that they would they would save cap space for him which was genius okay and i have no problem with that at all the the, the thing that i have an issue with and people are after this after the, the people hear this they're going to call me a Kawhi hater and all this dumb shit i'm really not i think Kawhi's the second best player in the nba um yeah i had a kevin durant even when Dur- like when durant's healthy but I just the the problem for me arises when the media starts to portray it the same way that I do, which is like, oh, such a cunning move, smart move. Like Kawhi's so good for doing that. Like Kawhi's such a badass for doing that. Really, is what the what the narrative is. And the reason I have an issue with that is because as a LeBron fan. <laughs> I just imagine, like, what if that were LeBron? And the thing about it is, if that were LeBron, the narrative would be completely flipped. The narrative would be that LeBron is selfish and self-serving and self-absorbed and and, and, and he fucked over um, these other teams just because, you know, he can and, and he's just such a piece of shit. That would be the narrative if that were LeBron. And I just think it's super unfair for Kawhi to be given a pass for it. And honestly, you know, for his 
for his reputation to, 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 to benefit from it. Whereas if it were LeBron, my God, he would be fucking crucified for the rest of his career for doing it. And I just think that's super unfair. And another thing that I, that I found very troubling, uh, during last season in the playoffs was that the, the, the idea that Kawhi was having the best postseason since in like 20 years. I heard that over and fucking over again, man. And I've got the stats right here, okay? LeBron led, you know, a shitty-ass Cavs team to four straight NBA Finals appearance. And, you know, the argument is, oh, well, he's in the East. Well, so was Kawhi. So what does that fucking matter? Uh, so here we go. And we'll just use LeBron's best playoff uh, – Playoff postseason performance uh, of those four years, and we'll put it up against Kawhi's postseason run this year, which I was told multiple times was the best playoff run we've seen in, in a number of years, uh, 25 years I've, I've heard over and over again. So here's LeBron's best playoff season, best playoff uh, run, in the, and this was in this was actually last year. So he averaged 34.99 on on 54% shooting from the field, which is fucking ridiculous, okay? So 34-9-9 compared to Kawhi's 30, um, yeah, 39-4, and four, okay? It's, <laughs> and Kawhi, by the way, Kawhi shot 5% less from the, so 49% from the field. But I was told over and over and over again that Kawhi had the best playoff run in the last two decades. Yet when I look at the numbers, you know, LeBron had a better run last year. And he actually had a better run the year before that. Averaging 32, averaging 32, 9 and 8 on 57% from the field. Okay, and the year before that, he averaged 26, 9, and 8, or sorry, 26, 10, and 8. But he also came back from a 3-1 deficit against the 73-9 and team. Okay, so I'm going to argue that that's probably better than Kawhi's run as well. So the past three years, there's, there's, there's a very strong argument to be made that LeBron's p- past three postseasons have been better than Kawhi's run this year. So for people to say that Kawhi's run was the best in two decades is just, it's an indictment on how much people love to hate LeBron. Okay. And it's just bullshit. And so I really wanted to talk about that, how LeBron has to deal with these double standards and how he can do no right. And, and people, and, and another indictment on the fact that people just love to hate LeBron is a while, uh, a couple. I think it was this off season or this past off season, um, the off season of twenty when he left Cleveland and went to LA. He opened up the I Promise School, which sends uh, less fortunate kids from Akron to college for free if they graduate to, to the University of Akron for free, free of tuition. <laughs> and I got on Twitter. And yeah, sure, there were there were there were the rational people who were like, yes, LeBron is is such a good human being for doing this. But I saw 
a huge number of people saying, well, you know, he only spent $20 million on this. He could have spent $28 million. Dude, like, are you fucking kidding me? I have never in my life seen someone be, be criticized for trying to send, you know, less fortunate kids to college for free. Yet LeBron, it's LeBron, so yeah, you know, you're going to find a way to criticize him for that. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's honest to God fucking ridiculous that that is a thing. Like, that's just a, a total indictment, and it should be an embarrassment to anyone who actually believes that. Uh, I just it, it baffles me every time. It's so mind boggling how people can fucking twist things that LeBron does and just hate on him no matter what. Uh, but that's that's pretty much all I want to say about that. And the last thing I want to mention is I would I would be really mad at myself if I didn't mention the Lion King, which uh, came out last night, and I, I haven't watched it yet. But I just think it's I think it's gonna be like cinematic masterpiece, people. Like I fucking can't wait to watch it. And just looking at the cast, like I mean, Gambino, Beyonce, Rogan, like Seth Rogan, John Oliver's in it, Keegan Michael Key. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is the best, one of the best casts for a movie I've ever seen, and I just cannot wait. And if you haven't seen it, I think that you should definitely watch The Lion King. Uh, but anyways, that's going to end the first episode of the Classic Kennedy Podcast. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. And uh, as always, stay classy.